This episode is brought to you by patreon.com slash SPFVGS. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 166. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet, if you can believe it, that features my best friends. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, the platinum video game trophy earner, Lopez. We definitely haven't used that one before, so kudos, wow. Adam. <laughs> kudos. Time, it's, like, right. it's, like, it's like time is looping back in on itself because it's like <laughs> he's, he's platinumed getting platinums. <laughs> that's really exciting and the other voice you're hearing is david very nice guy tate oh i mean that is true i'm a very nice guy uh, you know? and thank you so much for that introduction adam double dose reading yeah double dose you got your second so, moderna vaccine shot right? yeah yeah i got go. uh, got the second covid juice today um <laughs> so juice. i apologize i apologize if i'm a little uh like low energy i'm just kind of like <laughs> uh, your body's working you know. hard to make rna mrna yeah i'm, that... I'm ready for a nap <laughs> but anyway <laughs> we have a very a very super guest friend uh joining us tonight from uh all the way over across the pond in the uk he woke up super really guest early friend. for this one yes super guest friend fed welcome super- hello welcome. guys thank you so much for having me on here yeah no uh, Adam, do you have like a special name? Because I've been waiting with bated breath for what you might come up for me. Oh, see, I, I'm I apologize, but you have to be on three times to earn a nickname. <laughs> oh. Those, I, don't, I don't he, make the rules. I gotta say, he already does have a nickname around here: Super Best Fed. Ringing That's bells? true. He is super best fed. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, guys. I've been listening for many, many years. So this is this is pretty exciting for me. Thanks so much for being on. This is That's be fun. awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for accommodating with the scheduling because oh we, my goodness. you know, <laughs> we are uh, insanely busy this week and, and you know, lately. So uh, it is very cool that you're able to join and, and be, you know, it's like the middle of the night there, right? Or very early morning. in the morning. Yeah. Woo! Okay. All right. So <laughs> let's get cracking here. <laughs> uh, the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight with each of us coming to the table to discuss one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, gentlemen, what are you playing at? Fed, kick us yeah. off. Dude, let's oh, kick wow. it. Let's I'm let so... the guests go first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys, I am so JRPG. Mm. I've been playing... Final Fantasy XIV, which oh, there you go. is quite possibly the most overlooked title in the whole franchise. <laughs> uh, but it, uh, I don't say it lightly when I say this is my favorite game of all time. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It used to be Final Fantasy VII that, grab, that uh, grabbed my heart back in the mm-hmm. PS1 days. And it never really oh, let yeah, go too. until about three or four years ago when I couldn't really lie to myself anymore. And I was like, I think fourteen is better than seven in wow. every way. That's well, so were crazy. you were you in on on fourteen from the get go, and then or was it after a Realm Reborn that you hopped in? So that's a great question. Uh, yeah, like you said, it actually launched in twenty ten, but only on PC, which was a bit awkward because it was announced the previous year by Jack Tredden at Sony's PlayStation conference, <laughs> <Yeah>. saying <laughs> you could you can exclusively play this. this you know, PS three is the only console you can play it on next year, and it just didn't yeah. happen. Wow. <laughs> the, whole, the whole game was a disaster for those who don't know. So Square Enix had 
the choice of either just kicking it in the head and cutting their losses or redesigning it from the ground up. They chose the latter and it relaunched three years later as A Realm Reborn, which is when I joined it, because that's when it finally arrived mm-hmm. on PlayStation 3. And honestly, nice. honestly, it, it's just a fantastic story. It's the best story in the whole Final Fantasy franchise, in my opinion. It's got great characters. The story is probably one of the most nuanced, because nuance isn't something you would necessarily expect yeah. from JRPGs. <laughs> you know, typically... Do you guys play a lot of JRPGs? Uh, not a lot. On, on and off uh, through the years. Yeah. And I've secretly yeah, not- played Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen on and off since Realm Reborn. Wait, you have? Secrets. What? That's Secrets. cool. You should talk more about that, Mike. We should. Yeah, Mike. But we won't. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, people are put off JRPGs because the dialogue is so banal. Like, it'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, David. Hey, Fed. You're drinking cola. Yeah, I like cola. Me too. Well, that's something we have in common. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's about as nuanced as, as you would generally get. But 14 is yeah. so well written and it's so meaningful and, and so in depth. Uh, it, it, it's awesome. just it's something that gets your brain and your heart. On top of that, the music's gorgeous, and uh, and it's just a wonderful world to immerse yourself into. You know. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, also, by the way, uh, Fed here streams on Twitch and he t- streams a lot of Final Fantasy 14. Mm-hmm. So uh, head on over to twitch.tv slash Feddy Gamer, F-E-D-D-Y-G-A-M-E-R. Give him a follow if you want to watch some uh, some Final Fantasy 14. Wow. Thank you. Very much. Hey, no problem. Yeah. Anytime. Usually we do end of the show plugs. Yeah, seriously. Huh? David. Jumping the but, gun here. You but... know. Uh, hey, no, <laughs> I think on. one of the things I haven't thought about this in, in a while, but I think one of the things I really like about Final Fantasy 14 is um, more so than a lot of the Final Fantasy entries for whatever reason is like yeah. far more immersed back in the roots of like actual fantasy uh, settings versus like the mm. weird steampunk thing that Final Fantasy is kind of known for now. Um, so mm-hmm. like um, you jump into 14, you're like it looks and feels different than everything else it does as well. I and, know it's an MMO, that's so of course I'm it's going to feel different, but... Yeah, that's why I'm excited for 16. I feel like it looks it looked like it could have been it's in the same kind of category as yeah. like The Witcher from the trailers, you know? So it's yeah. like it looked very fantasy and not as uh as yeah, steampunk is kind of a good way to put it. Like just kind of the crazy mishmash of like fantasy and modern, you know. Mm-hmm. Like 15 was that to the extreme, I think. It really was. Mm-hmm. Driving around in a car with like your boy band and then fighting like <laughs> some demons or whatever. Your boy you know? band. <laughs> so it's interesting because anyway. they took that car from 15 and put it in the game or 14 as part of a special crossover event. Is it a mount? Okay. It's a mount, yeah. You, oh so you can drive God. around with three three other buddies, and it's very oh, cool. That's amazing. It, it does seem tonally quite a... Imagine driving through a forest in The Witcher in a car. That, that's kind of how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta do it now. I gotta fire yeah. up some Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Are you playing anything else, Fed? Oh yes. Uh, the other JRPG I'm playing is called Genshin Impact, which I believe David oh, dabbled yeah. in very little. Didn't I, I played it for like thirty minutes, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, this is really cool." And then I was like, "Oh." I'm not going to play this anymore. <laughs> There's no reason. It's not that I didn't like it. I just forgot and then was like, I started other games and I'll probably circle back to it eventually. 
Yeah, that same thing happened over here. We we fired it up. We played a little bit. We're like, this is really cool. I can't wait to play more of this. And it never went back. <laughs> so we can <laughs> I make that three happened. of us. I've think... also done this. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I put like two hours into it. I was like, okay, there might be something here. And then I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. It's it's something I didn't even hear about it until it launched, and I can't believe how much it's got its hooks in me. Like, if you guys have played the first 30 minutes, you'll understand, like, right mm-hmm. off the get-go, when you get immersed into the world, all of those JRPG sweet spots start to get hit. You know, you're like, you're in the wild, collect some items, let's head to the first city and, and see what's going on. And little bits of quests start trickling, trickling down. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, let me go do this, and let me go do that. And can I go over to that mountain? Oh, yes, I can. And, you know, <laughs> the whole thing of having a map and just being able to go anywhere you want, anywhere you can see. It's so liberating, and it feels mm-hmm. so satisfying. That's awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Anything else? Uh, yes. This is going to be the most obscure reference. Like, one more JRPG. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we have a few striker on JRPGs, I'm afraid. That's all right, because we don't we don't have a lot of JRPG talk on this That's show. That's true. So this is good. we got yeah. to get broaden our horizons here. Nobody talks about... I listen to a bunch of gaming podcasts. You can't imagine how excited I get when I actually hear someone talk about Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I've got a tweet about this. Someone's talking about I played through the entirety of Dragon Quest. What was that that came out? The newest one. Dragon Quest... Builders. No, no, like the actual... <laughs> the Minecraft like, one. <laughs> anyway, was it... Was it 11? Dragon Quest it was 11. 19, yeah. I think. I played the entirety of that game, and I completely forgot to even talk about it on the show until like a month after. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Mike's just getting shadow platinums. Mm. Shadow plats! I'm sorry, that's just really Shameful. funny. I, I've, it's a phrase I've never heard before. And it, like <laughs> getting a platinum is such a big deal. Like, Yeah, anyway, that's very funny. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, sorry, Fed, we cut you off. Yeah, no worries. So I'll make this a third and final one because I'm actually kind of playing a fourth one. But I'll stop at three. Okay. <laughs> this is an old one. It's from way back in 2014. It is genuinely one of my best games of all time. And it's on the 3DS. Sorry, Mike. I know. You're not a big fan, are you? <laughs> Didn't know Mike, Mike just, if it's not a Vita, Mike's not interested. I love my Vita, but this was a 3DS <laughs> exclusive. Uh, it's called Fantasy Life. And the best way I can describe it is a portable version of Final Fantasy XIV. Wow. It's as close to gaming perfection as I've ever seen. I feel like Level 5, who did Nino Cooney and Professor Layton, mm-hmm. they just kind mm-hmm. of scanned my brain and said, what would Fed like from a JRPG? And then they went ahead and left it. <laughs> oh, man. Nino Cooney is one of my all-time favorite games. And I'm not even a big JRPG fan. It's just like that game kind of just got its hooks in me so so hard so very hard so anyway okay <laughs> all right on that note uh <laughs> any more you wanted to say about that fed uh, no it's just a delightful game it's kid friendly it's got that lovely watercolor art style beautiful music from nubura imatsu who people will remember from final fantasy mm-hmm. oh nice it's just one of those charming little worlds where you get to choose either a gathering class like cutting down trees or mining you can be a combat class like a paladin or a mercenary you can be a crafting class like a carpenter or a uh, a tailor and you can go out into the field and 
gather your materials, you can craft your own gear and your weapons, or you can just straight up fight your way through the main story and buy all the items you don't need. But if you start to gather your materials and craft your own items, number one, it's very easy to get into, unlike a lot of JRPGs with Dota mechanics. And number two, it still manages to hold my attention for 200 hours over the course of the past six <laughs> wow. years. Wow. It, it, it's without a doubt one of the finest games in, in our lifetime. And sadly, it got completely buried by uh, Super Smash Brothers on the 3DS. They released it at uh, the same time, so nobody missed yeah. it. But yeah, Fantasy wow. Life, guys, on 3DS. If you've got one, if you've got a console in there, you're looking for a good JRPG to last you the rest of your life. <laughs> i like it nice like it. that's great uh well, Dave, gonna, what do you what do you got going i'm gonna do a very abbreviated what i've been playing at because if you want to see what i've been playing at all you got to do is head over to our twitch.tv slash sbfvgs uh mm-hmm. i stream every every almost every game i ever play i stream on twitch so right now i'm streaming um immortals phoenix rising uh, which nice. is one of the dumbest video game titles ever made. <laughs> true, uh, true. It, it, it's it's the, the the name, not the actual game. Sure, uh, but the the game itself is pretty fun. The writing is very cringy. Yeah, very okay. cringy. Uh, that's yeah, what I heard. I heard that. I heard that it was a little much. It's it, they but. they try very very hard to be funny, and then they kind of fail. <laughs> oh, at no. it. So, uh, so yeah, I I kind of. Uh, like this just proves my point that breath of the wild's choice of barely having any story is a much better choice than putting in a very cringy story. So, uh, Mike will not agree with me on that point, but I, I love the fact that breath of the wild doesn't have a story. And now I can see that Nintendo made the right choice. <laughs> so, uh, cause it's a very breath of the wild style of game. Yeah. And it's fun and it's beautiful, but Man, I just wish that Zeus would shut up. Mostly, Zeus, the character <laughs> Zeus, is terrible. It, it's a Greek mythology-based game, and Zeus is like Zeus and um, I don't remember the other guy's name, but Zeus and the guy that he he tied up to a rock forever or whatever. Uh, they they oh. are like the narrators of the game, um, and they're very annoying. So anyway, uh, Immortals I, Phoenix Rising. I'm also playing. Through I want to pause for just a moment. And okay. I just want to confirm, Adam, you were looking off in the distance. Were you trying very hard to recall Greek mythology to answer that question? I was I was trying to remember who that guy was. <laughs> Eric, who got tied Eric to the rock. in chat, Prometheus. It's Prometheus. I was going to say, for yes. stealing fire. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there but, it is. Uh, anyway, so um, Phoenix Rising, pretty good. I'm streaming through that whole game. Cool. Usually on weekdays. Uh, on Fridays, I'm streaming Spelunky 2. Yeah. With- co-op with eric here who's in the chat actually yeah um so uh yeah so we will uh uh we'll be playing spelunky 2 we've we've beaten i don't know if we've beaten the first boss yet or not but we've gotten close to beating the first boss the game is very hard Mm -hmm. um and eric's basically carrying me through the (laughs) game so uh otherwise i like i've tried playing the game by myself and i'm just garbage at it so i'm just thankful (laughs) well you there's a huge learning curve with spelunky Mm -hmm. you have to really like learn all the systems learn how each enemy behaves like it's it's uh it's no joke so yeah we got to the first boss but we didn't beat it according to eric um so yeah look forward to that uh every friday night until i get sick of playing spelunky too um and then also i am playing this game called warhammer vermintide 2 which Mm, i had never heard of ever but it's basically like a left for dead style 
of game where you've got like four player co-op and if you don't have other friends it fills it in with bots and it's all melee so that well i guess you have a secondary weapon some some characters have a secondary weapon that you can shoot like once every now and then um but uh it's really fun and really polished and very like the graphics are really cool uh and it's in the warhammer universe and you're fighting giant rat boys um and it has twitch <laughs> integration which is really fun so i'm playing that with soak seven uh eric krueger and also ryan our friend ryan uh we're all playing um vermintide together and it's it's really fun uh that's on sunday nights so all right very cool um yeah very fun that's it that's it for me yeah so mike what about you sir what are you playing Ooh, what have i been playing so i've been playing some apex um i jumped back into that so kind of on and off uh but season eight mm-hmm. starts i think next week and so I'll, I'll probably dip into that quite a bit you finished the battle pass in this last season didn't you i, I didn't buy the battle pass but i have finished oh. it oh wow, <laughs> if i were to buy insane. it i would have all the unlocks <laughs> um besides that i've been uh trying to play cyberpunk a bit more when i can uh so the january patch came out uh, about a week ago i think um mm-hmm. give or take but oh, yeah, finally yeah, after 1. over a the month 1.1 yeah it's uh at least on the playstation man and it's not much better <laughs> than it was before it still crashes <laughs> like crazy really yeah mine still crashes like i i played <clears throat> one night for like two hours and it didn't crash at all and i was like okay well, maybe we're on to something and then every night since then, I've tried to play. It's like 30 minutes in and crash. An hour <laughs> oh, and no. crash. Like, it's just... Okay, because I was I was curious about that because I downloaded the patch, um, one the 1.1 update. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no crashes at all. And I was like, sweet. Yeah. I fixed it. It's done. You know, but the, <laughs> I, I only played it that one night, though. And then I was playing other stuff. So, yeah. you know. I also stopped playing it because right after that patch came out, I guess there was a note that uh, there was like a game breaking bug for a quest. And it was like the next quest I was supposed to do. Um, (laughs) So I was like, well, I better I better not play this anymore until Offix comes out, because I I will say at this point with my experience of cyberpunk, if I hit a game breaking bug at the stage, I would not play it over again. I would be done. yeah, I, I don't think it's it's not a game breaking bug in that it deletes your save or something. No, it's, it's just that you can't progress. You the can't main finish story that anymore. mission. Yeah. And it's until, a main story mission. Reload so, a different save. Well, assuming so you have I guess one. They've, <laughs> yeah, I guess they've already patched it. Yeah, they patched uh, it like on PC hot, and Stadia, fix. I think. Right. It's uh, not I on PS4 it, yet. I think it came out like yesterday for PlayStation. Okay. I think I have to go look. But um, yeah. I, I've now played through that mission. So now I'm I'm good. Um, it's so funny that there's like a worker or even before the hotfix, there was a workaround for it. Yeah. Like it was like, okay, if you were on this mission, do this and then immediately do this. And then if you <sighs> yeah. do that, the game won't break. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm at work. Yeah. There are, there are workarounds <laughs> for all the quests that are bugged. My Delamain quest on my second playthrough is also bugged. Um, oh, no. and I, I've tried every, every workaround and it's not it's not working for yeah. me so so interestingly enough um my brother-in-law is playing on series x and he hasn't had any crashing issues mm-hmm. wow wow and he's it, had a few weird bugs where he'll like sink into the world or like fall through the map sure. you know um but like yeah no uh no crashing issues so it, that it seems to be more of a playstation problem it's it's a weird uh situation in that like the the next gen uh patch stuff is like six months away um yeah and that seemed like forever ago so i just wanted to start it and and 
in retrospect, man, I wish I had not started this game. Um, <laughs> because in, in addition, so like sad. ignore all the crash and all the bugs, like all that stuff is really bad and, and it does impact the experience. But I will also say if, if you're not already like a hardcore sci-fi fan, um, for me at least, I think the games, it's okay. Like maybe it'll be a different game in like six months, but I would say if I were to have beaten the game right now and it was bug free, it would still be like a three out of five, like tops. Hmm. Um, I think wow. it's entertaining, but it's not very exciting to me. That's um, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, that, I that's disagree. in stark contrast to David, where if yeah, you've been watching I, I his Twitch it. streams, he's so mm-hmm. energetic and enthusiastic about he it. He is. He is. Uh, yeah. And I wish, <laughs> I wish I could share that enthusiasm. I just feel like the combat is very middling. Um, the story is, man, the writing is not good. It's really bad, actually. <laughs> so. I, I disagree with that point, too. They do swear I, more than a I British do. guy in there. I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't finished it, but mm-hmm. and I'm not as far in the story, but I think a lot of what I would interpret as bad writing is actually just bad voice acting from Keanu Reeves. Yeah, <laughs> no, Keanu, like, Keanu I, is not good in this game. I would disagree. So, He's not very so good. Like, not, to give Keanu a somewhat pass, right? There's so much dialogue in the game and the way, you know, listening to the development of it, the way it was structured, I'm sure what he got was equivalent to an Excel spreadsheet of lines he needed to read with yeah. that, with very little context, like what's happening in the scene, um, because I don't think they shoot this like a Naughty Dog game where it's like everyone's on set acting the scene out type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So it is what it is. That stuff, it's it's not amazing, but it doesn't bother me a ton. But there are times yeah. I'm playing, you know, with, with Megan there with me. And there's times where, like, I had told David this last time we were <clears> chatting on Discord, like, in a few, like, mainline story cutscenes, like, we've, like, watched a cutscene and, like, stopped and then reloaded the save to hear it again. I'm like, what in the world are they talking about? Like, these lines don't make <laughs> any sense. It's so, so bad. So it's not that the writing is bad. It's just that your brain isn't working very well. Well, if oh, if Keanu yeah. yeah. Reeves yeah. says like, or I think I I think at one point I asked without any spoilers here, like Keanu's character, like we're chatting, and I said, hey, so this person that you want to go find, like you've never mentioned them before, and his response was like, oh, can you provide any examples? what the hell does that mean (laughs) can you provide any examples of me not mentioning him yeah that's and and so we we stopped rewound played it again i was like yeah that's what he said what does that mean (laughs) like i end up watching scene after scene and i get the gist but it's like from getting to point a to point b like sometimes it's just like this is horrible if i could just like a localization thing okay and, and so on, David mentioned that, home, too, and I just want to point out that e- uh, whether it's the writing or the localization, either way, I'm stuck having to listen to it. So it sucks. <laughs> now, now, listeners at home who are raging, who love cyberpunk, just remember you're listening to a human who also thinks that Breath of the Wild is a bad video game. So just take everything he's saying with a grain of salt. Folks. Not bad, just boring. <laughs> he, There's a yeah, difference. Uh, oh, so. <laughs> There's a difference, man. So all, all right, to so say, Apex and again, I'm not and- I'm not saying because I want to move on because this is going to take this is not the, the topic of the podcast. <laughs> Um, I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying Uh, playing through it, it's an okay game that I think if you're mm -hmm. into sci-fi or like cyberpunk, I think aesthetically some people are like just super into this world. And Mm. I find that the, while the world is very, the premise of it is very interesting. The story being told is not as interesting as the background of the world is, but unfortunately there's not much to do in this world besides the missions. So 
um, I'm kind of stuck with just an okay game. Hmm. All right. All right. Mm. Well, I'm I'm sorry you're so very wrong about this game. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's, Me too. It's not that often that I have to disagree so fervently. Yeah. But, it's fine. Um, <laughs> now, are you playing anything else? Um, I'm I'm still playing through Miles Morales. I have to I have to complete a new game plus playthrough to get my platinum. So that oh, obviously is going to yeah, happen. That's true. Chasing that plat. Uh, also, on the tail of finishing. Um, uh, the day of the tentacle with my daughter we've started playing i forgot oh. I, I had purchased and not finished the uh king's quest uh series that came out in 2015 which was like heavily oh, inspired yeah. by like uh the old king's quest sierra games but also like telltale um like style gameplay yeah. so it's uh do you mean telltale i do you said telltale so well, it's just you know it's uh <laughs> it's been a long day i just say telltale <laughs> <laughs> just go for it that's the best world really <laughs> oh yeah we're having a good time with that so we'll, we'll keep playing through that but that's it for me nice nice okay so i played some minecraft uh this past Whoa, fortnight with, okay. with the that, kids wow you know, they the kids really it's so funny because like we've got this shiny new ps5 sitting there i'm like what what glorious next gen <laughs> games should we play and they're like minecraft <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're playing minecraft a whole bunch of it and uh my daughter and i are still playing knights and bikes um Oh, on the yeah, yeah. Xbox Game Pass. Uh, that's a really fun game. Uh, we're just kind of chipping away at it here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just finished, I can't remember what day it is, but it was like the underground area. Okay, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, Without any spoilers, this is a really good game. Um, and then my son and I co-opt and played through the entirety of streets of rage four. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah. Yeah. In, uh, in, in one sitting, we just sat down and we played through the entire game. It was so fun. That's oh, really cool. Oh, the animations. Amazing. I love, I need to play that love, one. Yeah. I love how it feels like the old games, but like has, you know, some innovations. It's mm-hmm. like the logical next step, but you know, brought into today's world. So yeah, it, it streets of rage four is excellent. I have to give it four out of five burritos. Nice. Wow. Yeah. So, um, then I also finished Carto, uh, which is yeah. a delightful puzzle mm-hmm. game. I've been talking about on the show for a few episodes now, um, written by, a uh, friend of the show, Nick Sentner. So there you go, Nick. I loved it. I loved it. Um, so <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's, it's a great game. Um, it's, you're basically, you know, solving these little puzzles and there it's constantly, it's doing that great thing that puzzle games do in, I, I guess, good puzzle games do, uh, where it, it teaches you the rules and then it bends those rules and it teaches you a new set of rules and then it bends those rules and it teaches you a new set of rules. So it's, it's a very cool way that they iterate through the puzzle mechanics all the way to the very end. Um, it was just a, a delight, a, a delight. Five out of five burritos for Carto. It's really Whoa. impressive that wow. you got through that yeah. whole thing in one setting, just going back to Streets of Rage. Cause how long is that game? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a, a, we, it was a couple hours that just oh, playing okay. straight through. Wow. Yeah. It, it's, uh, it, I mean, it's, I mean, that's pretty long. Like if you, if you take into account like the beat em ups of yesteryear, like mm-hmm. you could beat, you know, the Ninja Turtles, you know, beat them up or whatever, uh, in like, you know, 30 minutes maybe or right. whatever, if you didn't <laughs> die, you know, we just played straight through. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it, we did. I don't think we ever died. Like one of us would die, and the other one would revive them, you know. Um, but yeah, it was it was an excellent game, though. Very good. And there's uh, I think four or five playable characters in it. So 
pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Cool. Nice. I definitely recommend. I actually can't played a beat 'em up in years. Oh, it's it's a I'm good. Trying time. to remember the last one. Yeah, it's good. And then of course I played some more Cyberpunk. Uh, just just one night because I was I actually just kind of really fell into Carto and I really wanted to finish mm-hmm. that. So, um, but yeah, I'm I'm still having a blast with Cyberpunk. Um, and it's great, and Mike is wrong. So um, yeah. anyway. it's, it's so great that you stop playing it to play Minecraft, Streets of Rage, and Carto uh, in Nights and Bikes. So yeah, it sounds like a phenomenal game, Cyberpunk. Adam. Can't can't take your hands off it. I can tell. He can't play Cyberpunk while his kids are awake. He doesn't need to yeah, sleep. Yeah, they have to be off to bed. And and you know, actually, while they've been off to bed, my wife and I started watching. Uh, a show called Search Party on HBO, mm-hmm. and it is it's a good time. So yeah. we we got kind of got sucked into that. So that's been eating up some of my cyberpunk time too. So you know, there yeah. you have it. Yeah. But anyway, that's all. <laughs> that's all I've been playing. It is time for the. <laughs> I love yes. saying that. I never get tired of all seeing right. you do that. No, nope. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like the Ronnie James Dio newscaster hour. I would watch um, that show. All right, so. Yeah, <laughs> I want to make that my ringtone. Just you going news. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> All right, so we have quite a quite a few good news stories here, um, and I, I I'm gonna have to skip over some of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one this one's in rumor has it, but I, I found it very exciting. Um, so the you know there's been rumors for quite some time that Sony has a new uh, studio that they've formed. Uh, in San Diego, or there's that's not a rumor. That's definitely happening. But there, the rumor is that they're actually going to be taking on development of the Uncharted series, um, oh. and while Naughty Dog's doing other things, that they mm. will continue the uh, the Uncharted franchise. So I don't know. What do you guys think of this? Think? I, are you excited? I, are it you better not feature hesitant? Nathan Drake because he they tied his story up with little Bo. yeah like I, we don't need to yeah. see any more nate I, I feel like uh i feel like sony was pretty good about letting naughty dog have control of that story and and finish it and uh between between three and four you also get pretty much the entire prequel to to the uncharted mm. games as well so like i don't know what else yeah. they would have to tell i i would i would be very surprised to find out we're getting uh, any more nathan drake games yeah, it may be an actual I think continuation be... of the Lost Legacy, where they just yeah, take the yeah, other characters. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun game. And and you know, I'm gonna do a three, two, one spoilers for Uncharted Four. Okay. So three, two, one. No wait. Okay, spoilers. Just kidding. Spoilers. Just kidding. <laughs> so there's some speculation that what if they picked up with like Nathan and, and Elena's daughter? You know. That'd that would be, be uh, pretty cool. Pretty sweet. Yeah. You could yeah. you could definitely tell some stories like the next generation, or absolutely follow Chloe and Nadine and mm-hmm. go off on some more adventures there. You know, that's I'm yeah. I'm on board. I'm, I'm on board. Not the over only the moon the, excited about it, but I'll, I mean, yeah. why not? What the heck? Well, you the know? only non Naughty Dog uh, Uncharted that we've gotten is Golden Abyss on the Vita, which was done by Sony Bend, and it was also awesome. So mm-hmm. I I feel like. It's a winning formula with good characters, and if you give it enough care, you can make a great game. That's what I say. That's what that's he what says. Nice. It also <laughs> sounds like they so, want to capitalize on the movie that's going to be coming out with Tom Holland. That's true. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It would be. It would definitely be one of those moments, right? Like all the hype of around the movie. Hopefully, it's good. Um, but yeah, you why not sell a game during that time? 
Mm. Why not? You'd be a fool not to. <laughs> so, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 had the biggest digital video game launch in history with 80% of digital games in December being on PC. Dang. So, so does that mean biggest digital sales, but then also 80% of the sales were on PC? Yeah. 80% that's of the digital crazy. sales in December were on PC. It's because that's the oh, version okay. that works well, best, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that is it the is. version that works best. Yeah. But also, I think a lot of console gamers are still kind of attached to physical media. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what also, the percentages are there. Yeah. You, you can't buy it digital on PlayStation anymore. So that's, yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. that's true. It still is not yeah. available in the store as of uh, January yep. 28th. And it's been, what, six weeks? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. A little bit more. It's, it's wild. That is wild. So, um, let's see here. Microsoft. Okay, this was the most bizarre thing that happened this fortnight. I, I think. Well, there's un, two. Untrue, I will say. Go, there are go two say bizarre things, say. but yeah. Yeah, so Microsoft announced that they were going to be doubling the cost of Xbox Live Gold. Mm-hmm. Right. So from, from, you know, $60 used to get you a year of Xbox Live Gold, and they basically made that the price for the sixth month. And and we remember we talked about this ages ago when mm-hmm. they when they first phased out the year uh pass and i was like man this this feels like they're trying to shoehorn people into uh game pass you know game pass ultimate by making live gold enough like close enough to where you're like well only five more bucks get game pass ultimate you know yeah Mm -hmm. um so they did this and then they had to walk it back because everyone was so furious. Yeah. Or they didn't have to, I guess, but they decided to, which yeah. I'm, I'm pleased that they did walk it back. And now they've actually made Xbox Live Gold better by making free-to-play games um, unlocked. So you don't yeah. have to have Live yeah. Gold to play free-to-play games online anymore, which is something that I think PlayStation Network was already doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it's so funny to see... I don't know. I thought it was a really bizarre thing to like take all this goodwill that that I, it's like CD Projekt Red first, take all their goodwill and flush it down the toilet. Mm-hmm. And then Microsoft try, starting to do the same thing. And people were like, no. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, then all of a sudden they, they walk it back and like and plus, you know, we're going to make it even better. So that's it's pretty crazy. I think what, what happened yeah, it was just like a cup a couple of days of like people being real angry on twitter yeah <laughs> that's all it takes sometimes uh so speaking of weird things though we we definitely have to talk about the gamestop thing that happened this this yes. is the weirdest news of the week thank you david this is so uh, weird. yes and i i wanted to end with that so if you oh, don't okay. mind well we, quick... we should end right we're 35 minutes in we got a whole podcast to do here well I, yes yes but we i should, do want to mention we no i i just wanted to say the 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 fact that we're getting uh the PlayStation Plus is getting um Control Ultimate Edition yeah. in February Oof. is huge and Pretty awesome cool. to me. Yeah. People are upset so. though because remember originally the only way to get the PS5 version of Control was to get the crazy Ultimate Edition that was really expensive or full price or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And people were like, I don't want to rebuy the PS4 game to get it on PS5. Well, now you're getting it for free with PS Plus, but the people who paid to get that version now are like, well, why did I just pay that money then? You know? <laughs> I know. So I know. I, I'm glad I put my foot down. I'm like, I'm not buying this again. Yeah. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Yeah. But, you know, that's pretty get cool it. for uh, and also Concrete Genie is in there, which I also bought. But that's fine. And I took <laughs> one for the team. I bought it in December. So naturally, it's free, you know, 60 days later. 
<laughs> so um, you guys are welcome. And also <clears throat> Destruction All-Stars coming. That was that launch title um, with yeah, that got Car pushed Combat. Out. Yeah. They got pushed. Yeah. So pretty cool. Pretty yeah, cool month pretty for cool. February. But yeah, I did want to uh, let's go ahead and end the news with the GameStop Oof. shenanigans that have been going on. The GameStop stock market shenanigans let, let me just preface this by saying i now own gamestop stock <laughs> <laughs> they got wow. you david they got you so that's I'm, funny yeah. okay so that was one of our twitter questions i was going to bring oh. up because that was uh or not twitter but but um twitch, twitch yeah. uh vegas mel had asked in the twitch chat if any of us had bought um gamestop stock <laughs> so, uh but yeah so anyway i it is a crazy crazy world and i was asking my brother brother-in-law who is a uh he's like an investment dude he handles people's like retirement funds and stuff yeah okay. and he knows all about finance the world of finance mm, yes a financier um, yeah <laughs> yeah so i was asking him like hey listen it's been a while since i read the big short what could you remind <laughs> me like what is a short explain it in the dumbest terms possible please <laughs> and he he explained it to me he's like okay so basically if you short a stock you're you're saying that you believe it's going to go down in value so you borrow like a hundred shares or whatever mm -hmm. and you sell them at the the market price of that day to some poor sap and then basically you're hoping it's going to go down 10, 20%. And then you will buy it for super cheap to pay back the ones you borrowed and you get to keep the difference of the money. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So anyway, that's what was going on. A lot of people were trying to short the GameStop stock because um, it's been, it's been struggling, right? It's been mm -hmm. struggling and it went up. I think back it was it was down to like four or five dollars um, earlier in 2020, and then it went up around the fall when the consoles launched to about 13, 15 ish, uh, and then all of a sudden you have um, you know it starts to dip back down, and people are betting okay GameStop's going under. This is this is it, right? And all of a sudden, like this crazy uh, Wall Street bets Reddit group mm -hmm. um, starts talking about. We're we're gonna squeeze this this short, um, but and basically they start buying it up like crazy. The stock price starts increasing, and then everyone else starts trying to buy. Everyone who was trying to short it tries to is buying a bunch of GameStop stock also to be able to pay it back and not lose as much money as they're going to lose if it shoots up. So anyway, it's it's an insane. I I honestly don't know how this group of people did this. It wasn't yeah. like a coordinated effort. It was like, it was a subreddit. Yeah. It's this crazy, like stochasticity of investment that like becomes this financial like boon. And it's, but then it's it got a, even crazier crazy because thing. the, uh, the apps that, that allow these regular old users like Robinhood and stash and uh, yeah. there's a couple yes. others, mm -hmm. the, the apps that allow this to happen, they started blocking, uh, people from buying more GameStop uh stock so and only AMC, brokers right? what was that was it amc in there as well yeah amc the, the same thing AMC, was happening gamestop and so they blocked them from buying more stock so only the brokers could get stock and that was like some <laughs> weird dirty. shenanigans that politicians yeah. are all over right now they're and, all everyone's uh, furious about it because it's mm -hmm. like yeah oh yeah only the people on wall street can can get super rich off of this mm -hmm. yeah like, <laughs> yeah it, it, what's what's so uh, funny is because it, it, the entire idea of a short is that you're taking a gamble. You're betting that it's mm -hmm. going to go down. Yeah. And then when it turns out you bet incorrectly, <laughs> they immediately start working to freeze all these like people be able yeah. to purchase. Cause like, well, no, 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 our, 
our bet didn't work out. So we need we need a mulligan. I need to do over on this bet Jeez. that I made. Yeah. Yeah, like, well, there's a, I think it's the the Melvin hedge fund or something that uh, Mel, lost Melvin, like three, Melvin Capital. Yeah, Melvin Capital. They lost three billion dollars oh, on this whole yeah. thing because they had a yeah. ton of holdings. Yeah, so uh, it's for, essentially for uh, Citadel, which is another uh, I think uh, hedge fund hedge fund company, had to prop them up. Had basically invest yeah. billions into them, which from from their perspective, they now got a sweetheart deal because they've got like their foot in that business. Um, mm-hmm. for, you know, uh, rock bottom prices. So that is kind of yeah. interesting for them to prop up this other hedge fund uh, that, yeah, was taking a bath on like their bad bet. Jeez. Gosh. <laughs> anyway, it's and a mess. You know, the funny thing is um, in a normal world, that's, it's not, it wasn't a bad bet though. That's the craziest part. Uh, like, well, like <laughs> it's not necessarily, yeah, I, I, I would agree. It's not necessarily a bad bet. Because um, yeah, let's let's all face it. Unless GameStop does something to their business model, they're definitely going to go under at some point. Um, mm-hmm. But I think what really what really made this thing take off was it's not that they just shorted the stock, but um, they optioned more stock than there actually is. So they shorted like 150 mm. percent of stock on on GameStop. So these people <laughs> on Reddit very wisely noticed like, hey, yeah. they've actually borrowed more than there is. And mm. they've put themselves in a position to be taken advantage of. Like we can use their bet to make That's money. That's amazing. Um, um, yeah. Cause I'm not, yeah. I'm not even hundred percent sure. Like being able to, to borrow against stocks that aren't there should be legal or even is legal. I don't, right. I don't understand why you can borrow something and then sell it to someone else. Like what if I borrowed your PS five and sold it to fed, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how is that? Okay. That will see that, that would be okay because you're not having to give it back. It's the not because I can't, I can't get your PS five back. Cause how am I going to get one? The, well, here's the totally difference. Right? It's, that, not, it's not borrowing in the sense that I need that exact one back. That would be like saying, what if I borrowed your PS five to sell it? Because I think I can get a cheaper PS5 down the street that I will then give you that PS5. You're still going to end up with a PS5. So I had one PS5 at the start. I have one PS5 at the end. You're just hoping to pocket the difference on the market. It's just still so weird, though. It is a really weird. That was a thing. It's just it's just a very weird concept. And I think, uh, yeah, I, yeah it, it is. It, I mean, it, it is Wall Street getting in over its head again. And, and again. it's just crazy to see. Uh, again, and, and it's crazy to see kind of people, especially using an app called Robinhood to, <laughs> <laughs> to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. I quite like the way uh, Vegas Mel has framed this in the chat room. It's like when my oh. kid used to get angry and lost at shoots and ladders and then would accidentally bump the table and mess up the whole game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 It's exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Oh, it's fantastic. But anyway, that's the end of the news. And I think we kind of already spilled into into Twitter questions. Absolutely. Twitch questions, which if you were there at uh, twitch.tv slash SBFEGS, you'd be (laughs) tossing them our way. Nice plug. Nice plug. But um, but yeah, Mike, uh, would you care to take on the uh the duty i would say or, or nay the privilege Ew. of okay. struggling to read the tweets sure thing we've got one tweet tonight this is our fault for posting extremely late oh, <laughs> but we have one tweet what? tonight from uh, justin mckay so thank you justin for writing in uh and mm-hmm. justin wrote do you think we will get a new sly cooper game on ps5 and if so will be made by sucker punch hmm 
Mm. So, I, I think it's possible that we get a new Sly Cooper game, yeah. but I think it's highly doubtful it would be from Sucker Punch. I, I would agree with you, Adam. I, I think this this question is very much akin to when he'll ask, will Naughty Dog ever make another Jack and Daxter game? And the mm. answer is, like, yeah. no, they will never make another Jack and Daxter game. That is not the studio's like focus anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Is it possible there still might be another Jack and Daxter game out there in the future? Absolutely. Could happen. Same thing, I think, with Sly Cooper. But these studios now are like Crash Bandicoot. Right. Same I, thing. I could not mm. imagine like the the market like it, the, the market's a weird thing, right? Once you start putting out like crazy high fidelity AAA games, you almost lose the ability to do like the cool, like sort of cartoony platformer stuff that you liked to do before mm, because people yeah. will look at that and be like, what's going on there? Why are they doing mm-hmm. that? And I think honestly, it's amazing that we're still getting ratchet and clank games. Like is, everyone right? else has, has left their cartoony IP <laughs> from the PS2 <laughs> right. era, that's, like that's in the really past. Yeah. The mascot we're still platform these, is kind of a dead, uh, we're still getting thing, these huh? really amazing ratchet and clank games so yeah. i'm i'm just happy about that for sure um but yeah i mean sanzaru games did uh sly 4 i want to say and mm. i could see i could see sony like bringing them in especially if they ended up launching another mobile console a vita 2 perhaps mm-hmm. you know oh. throw some throw some more sly up in the mix i would you know absolutely I mean? love it if they came out with a vita 2 but there's no way in hell they're gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> also just to go you know, back to your earlier point about the cartoony graphics what about Nintendo Switch, though? Because it's right and high, and you can argue that Mario Odyssey or Breath of the Wild very much has that aesthetic, and people are yeah. loving it. Yeah, I, I think that's just kind of been bred into the genetics of Nintendo, right? Like, they're very happy to make games that yeah. are oftentimes, uh, maybe not appropriately, but can be qualified as kids' games or, you know, mm-hmm. kitty type games. Um, I, and I don't think that's necessarily fair, a fair, like, sort of judgment on it, but... Um, they are very happy in that wheelhouse of sort of being the cartoony friendly, uh, family friendly, kid friendly game. Um, some mm. of these other studios, like, I, I don't know how you'd get Naughty Dog to make like the last of us part two and then coming up the next Jack and Daxter game. Like, how do you spin <laughs> that? I just, I just don't think it's possible anymore. Um, mm. like no one, yeah, no one and, would, or like Ghost of Tsushima yeah. one and then. Uh, slide slide, five. Yeah, you know that would be <laughs> because crazy. as soon as that happens, right? What's going to happen is is the internet will explode saying, "Where the heck is Ghost of Tsushima two? I don't care about Sly Cooper." <laughs> right. Even though there probably is a market yeah. for Sly Cooper, but just for somebody yeah. else to make, unfortunately, at this point. Mm. Yeah, well, and I think it's it's all about how the con the different publishers market themselves. Like Xbox and Sony very much, or uh, Microsoft and Sony very much go for the same market, the older, more mature games. And there's still family friendly games on those platforms, but sure. not nearly to the extent of of Nintendo. Yeah, it makes it to where you right. kind of even if if you're an xbox guy you kind of also need a switch or if you're a playstation guy you kind of also need a switch right like right. it's it's one of those uh they i mean it's very smart like they they can compete without competing in in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um because they're in they're doing their own thing so yeah yeah but there you have it do there we have it. there's the tweets do we have any other questions from the uh, twitch chat before we move on I, well, I, I don't know, see I don't chat, know so. if you guys noticed this. <laughs> this is purely for the benefit of everyone listening to the audio podcast. But didn't right. Christopher walk in and Arnie just walk in over there to talk about their favorite <laughs> game oh, from last sure year? <laughs> oh, oh, my man. gosh. I thought it was it's crazy. I thought it was it's so crazy. I'm here. Able I was... to be saying, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> there. Hi, Christopher. We need to do a movie together. 
You could be the crazy alien man and I'll try to shoot at you with my huge guns. <laughs> Why are you calling me crazy? Because you you don't talk like a normal human being, and that's coming from me, Arnold. <laughs> oh, and you do you do. Oh man! So that's what I'm saying. You play the alien man, and I, t I take you, and you put your head between my pecs, and I crush your head, and jelly comes out your ears. Oh man! It's amazing, the number one film Boom. in America. I'm sorry, guys. I just had to slide that in there. Oh. I've been waiting the whole podcast just to drop that on YouTube. Oh, bye, Chris. Oh, Christopher's leaving. Sorry, he, he had to he had to leave. Uh, so. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Oh, see you, Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. That was epic. Right. That was so. epic. To everyone listening at home, you're welcome. <laughs> that was the improv section, by the way. If you look at our Twitch tags so when we when we do this podcast, mm -hmm. improv is on there. And it's because every now and then Arnold Schwarzenegger and Christopher Walken just show up and spontaneously do a bit. So <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Mike, I believe you are supposed to say... And them's all the tweets. And them's the tweets. All right. So it is now, you guys, my great honor to introduce the next segment of the show, which is the part of the show where we sell you things. <laughs> it's beautiful. Patreon, guys. Patreon.com slash SBFVGS. That's where you can go and support the show. $1 a month. $2 a month. <laughs> Who's to say? A pound? You know, in some people's cases, a shilling. I don't know a if that's. I don't know what that. <laughs> Do you still for. have farthings? Is that still a thing? Fed. Um, I don't know if we. I mean, I think you. I think it has to be at least one dollar, but I don't know. Maybe you could just chip in like twenty p or whatever, as they say. Do oh, they say yeah, that? Yeah, twenty p. Do you, Do you talk about twenty p in uh in the UK over there? Did we lose Fed? So. Uh, Sorry, guys. <clears throat> um, my daughter's woken up crying, but my mom's on it. Uh, my, oh. her, my mom? Her mommy. My wife. <laughs> it's, it's early. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, God. I'm yeah. just derailed the whole uh, podcast. Sorry. That's okay, okay. because I'm keeping that in because I loved it. No, no, no. no, no, no. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, Patreon, you guys. You can back the show. Uh, $1 tier gets you early and ad-free episode access. Usually one to three days ahead of the street date. You get the uh, Patreon-exclusive minisodes at the $2 tier. Mm. The $5 tier gets you the Patreon-exclusive after show. Very delightful mm. stuff. So anyway, go on over there if you have a few bucks to uh, chip in on this whole crazy thing. That's and right. And it allows us to do more with the show than we otherwise would be able to. So, And we very much appreciate uh, everyone who does back the show already. And if uh -huh. you don't have any money, don't worry about it. Nope. You can well, still listen for free. At, or is, if you don't have any money, you. hang on. If you don't have any money, but you do have Amazon Prime and Look you have out. a Twitch account, you can link mm. those two accounts together. Beautiful. You can just pop right on over to twitch.tv slash SPFEGS. You can give us a free subscription just by, just by doing that. Easy peasy lemon you know, squeezy. So I might that's, that's a good free way to support the show. So there you go. Yeah. That sounds like such a good idea that I think I'll subscribe. Oh, that'd be great. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. There was madness in any direction.
It's topic time. Topic Meat time. and potatoes. Are you guys ready? So ready. Kind of. Mike, your kind topic. Of. Good, sir. <laughs> this is my topic. So, um, Resident Evil, guys. Yes. Yes. Resident Evil in the news lately. Kind of taking the internet by storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. As, as have you heard of this new thing called the Resident Evil? It's it's crazy. Yeah, the kids are loving this. <laughs> uh, the kids are loving it. It's all the rage. They're loving villages and very tall vampire ladies and all the <laughs> things that come with the tall those. vampire ladies. <laughs> tall vampire ladies. You know, I just had a really <laughs> dumb idea. What if what if there was like an evil Knievel reality show back in the seventies, and it was like. It was about like his house and his his family life, and it was called Resident Evil. Resident Evil. I yeah. would oh, watch that. My gosh. <laughs> See, Adam, I think that back in time. I think that would have landed better if you everything stayed the same, except he's uh, he's an up and coming doctor in the new hit Southern California <laughs> Hospital. Uh, Resident. I like Evil. it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Think about it's it. Like wow. a, it's like a, a medical drama. Here. We might be able to ship this. I think that's amazing. <laughs> Adam, do me a favor. Uh, write this down and mail it to yourself so that we can work on this later. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We, so that way we can at least sue the people who steal the idea exactly. and make a million off of For it. For sure. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm sorry. Circling <laughs> back Evil. to current day Resident Evil 8. Um, I just thought we'd, <laughs> we'd kind of chat a little bit about what they've shown so far in trailers. Um, I want to see if you guys had a chance to play the PS5 uh, demo of The Maiden. Um, and get your impressions on that and then um, just kind of give me your overall kind of feeling what do you how do you feel about the upcoming resident evil 8 the village so i just want to or is it village it, i don't know if it's the in front of it i think it's just village i think and the also, village is the, the M. night Shyamalan movie right yes the village is that yes yeah don't it's watch that good. no it's, it's pretty good it isn't but go ahead it's all right it's pretty good <laughs> uh, i'm with david actually i really liked the village i thought it got yeah. a bad rip yeah. I enjoyed it, but I never wanted to watch it again. Ever. That's I true. The one time. Yeah. yeah. The problem that was with making movies that all of the fun comes from the twist is that once you know the twist, it's like kind of less fun. Maybe, maybe watch it one more time to see. Oh yeah, cool how he weaved it in. But yeah, that that like it's yeah. it's like single <laughs> viewing movies. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I don't have a PS5, so I could not play this demo. Oh, so. Me neither. Uh, but I did watch someone play through the 15 minutes of it. And uh, I was going to say, did you watch the four minute speed run? (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. Like taking in none of the atmosphere, just Uh, like beelining back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) I got to say the engine looks so good. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I got to say the Resident Evil engine is one of the best video game engines out there. Every game I've seen in it so far since Resident Evil 7, I think was the first one. Mm. But every single game, I think there was a Devil May Cry in there. All the Resident Evil games since then. Uh, I think there's more, but I just can't think of it off the top of my head. That's such, it's a it's an amazing engine and everything in it looks incredible. Yeah. And so what is that engine called? Does anyone know? RE Engine. Anyone? RE Engine, yeah. Yeah. I was hoping it was just Resident Engine, but what are you going to oh. do? That would been cool. Resident Engine. Fed, <laughs> <laughs> so, do you have a, do you have so, a PS5 yeah. by chance? Oh, I wish. They're, they're oh, a myth okay. here in London. No one, no one has them. We don't no, think yeah, they're real, no. guys. I mean, it's not we much think better it's fake here. news. They're, they're super scarce. Uh, yeah. Ab and I both they're got them, but, uh, you know, just lucky, I guess. It was we yeah we got very lucky I think especially mine and then Mike you were diligent and you got yours I was I'm not very diligent I don't know if so you can I say I was diligent lucky. because I I helped get pre-orders like done and then I forgot to pre-order one for myself so I just kind of had to hang out on release night and see if I could That's get one true. <laughs> so diligence not there yeah lucky for sure um, yeah but all that to say so Adam yeah did you play the demo 
I did. I did. did. So the maiden quote unquote maiden demo um, was very cool. Uh, It's like a walking simulator style. Mm -hmm. There's no combat, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's just some different puzzles and you have, you know, kind of that, uh, I, I guess like what was probably popularized back in the silent Hill days of like, the deceptive audio design Mm -hmm. um, where it's just like creepy things are happening in your ears and you know, nothing's going to come of it, but it's just going to creep you out and you don't, maybe something comes of it though. That's the, that's the real problem. Right. So, um, but yeah, I, I really liked the, I mean, like Dave was saying, it's gorgeous. Um, and just the, I was just struck by, I guess really loving being back in like a big lavish mansion, kind of mm. like the original Resident Evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just walking around that place and like it's eerily quiet and then you hear some stuff off in the distance behind a door and like it's just very um atmospheric and uh and just everything's gorgeous. Like it, you know, it it basically photorealistic um mm-hmm. as you're walking around. So very, very cool. Uh so, I mean, just from demo impressions, I would say, yeah, very pretty fun, even though it's like not super interactive. There's that, like, there's a yeah. lot of like empty drawers you can open and look in. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm sure will probably wow. have like shotgun shells in them, you know, at some point. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> when you play the game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's very pretty. But yeah. Though. The first person perspective is back. Yeah. Um, which is uh, which is good. Ethan is back in the main game. Yeah, he's the guy from, from Resident Evil Seven, right? Yes. The yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the he's the the protagonist from Seven, and now he's back. It's a few years later, and in the trailer they they showed off at the Resident Evil event. They were talking about, like basically the the big tall vampire lady was like, yeah, you know, something like you killed my brother or whatever. And uh, oh, I, so I, or I think Somebody, she's related yeah. to someone from Seven. I can't remember, but yeah, it's. Uh, it looks very, very cool. Very, very cool. And um, first time the series has had vampires, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, usually Resident Evil is all about zombies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and not really, though. Only the first couple, right? Because, like, four, they weren't zombies, really. And uh, but kind of. They, they were, were, they they were, were like, zombie-like, zombie-adjacent. They, they could were talk. Z- they had intelligence. They were villagers that were just very strong and hard to kill. Uh, and then yeah, Resident Evil 7, they, they weren't really zombies. They were like, I don't know what the heck they were, like goo yeah, people I, or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moldies, I like to call them. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, there's. Uh, I like that they're branching out with it. And then mm-hmm. it's not always just like, oh, the virus, the virus. I mean, maybe there's probably the virus, but like <laughs> um, the virus turned them into vampire ladies who can turn into bats or whatever. Yeah, it's the V-virus. <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Um, I like I'm, I'm excited by the, the new twist on the enemies. Yeah. And like, like you're absolutely right. The Internet's going nuts about tall vampire lady. I'm very <laughs> curious her. to see how this plays out, because because in every series so far, um, it's always turned out to be like a, a viral experiment gone wrong. And I'm not sure which yeah. virus that you release that has a side effect of turning into bats. Um, but <laughs> It's pretty crazy. So from, well, I don't know if it's bats. It, it, I think it looks like, or like moths or something. Yeah, it's some kind I, of like bug flying creature. Yeah. But still like, yeah, they they like combobulate it's back a heck into of a people from bugs. It's super crazy. So I'm curious yeah, to see how that will yeah. story wise will sort of tie into the rest of that universe. 
But they always kind yeah. of feel like they're stretching the boundaries of like they're uh, like every the beginning of almost every Resident Evil, except for like the first couple. They, it, it, they start to hint at like supernatural things going on and then they still explain it with a virus or something. So mm-hmm. um, so I, I think this is just par for the course. Like I think they're always kind of hinting at something supernatural and they always take it in the realm of. Oh, I guess it's sci-fi, really, but yeah, um, yeah. I, I yeah. think this is just like the furthest they've kind of gone with that concept. Because usually, even if it's like a big lumbering, like Hulk-style beast, um, he usually doesn't like turn into snakes and then like recombine. <laughs> so. It'll be interesting. I do quite I like. I really like the take that they put on it, though, where they can explain it based on real world science. Well, not real world science, but, you know, fantastical science. I think it makes it more interesting rather than just to say magic. Magic. They, yeah. Yuck. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. The, I'm, um, I, I'm excited to see because there's like a werewolf character, I think. What? It looks like it anyway. Yeah. From like, um, the, the trailer, there was like some very hairy dudes yeah. in there. There's some hairy dudes. <laughs> And some vampire yeah. ladies. He could be just very pursuit, uh, but who knows? I mm. I could see werewolves. That, I yeah, mean, if I they're think, already I if they're doing vampires, they might as well do werewolves for I'm some reason. You. They always go together for some like in Raid. every vampire thing. There's always also werewolves. I don't understand why that's <laughs> well, how that works, but because sometimes that way you can make them fall in love. Oh, <laughs> but the best the best vampire werewolves crossover ever was what we do in the shadow. What. Yeah, what we do in the shadows, yeah. and then the werewolves come in, and Russell's like, <laughs> "We're werewolves, not swearwolves," and it was just it was so great. That is the best yeah. British accent I've ever heard you do, no, David. No, that was New Zealand. <laughs> oh, okay. New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the the demo itself here's just kind of my my quick take on on playing it. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's in the RE engine, which is already mm. a very pretty engine. Uh, it runs mm-hmm. in 4K, 60 FPS, uh, limited ray tracing. Um, so it, it, it looks fantastic while you're playing it. Oh yeah. The digital foundry guys were all over the, this tech demo. They, yeah. they like analyzed it by like pixel by pixel. They're like, and now you walk through here and then this is where the lights kick on and you can see the ray tracing is, is enabled there. And yeah. you know, we think there's some upscaling here, but it still looks great. And like, I, I love, I love watching me some digital. Yeah, foundry. There's some cool stuff in there. It, it's not perfect and it's fine. It's a demo, right? I, mm-hmm. I noticed uh, a lot of uh, items popping in, like while I was walking around. Oh, yeah, um, I saw a little like bit of a that lot of too. the um, what's I'm not sure what the word for it is, but like the engravings and details on walls, especially like some of the sconces mm-hmm. and, and things like that. As I was walking and like turning on corners, I would see them like pop into reality. Um, not that yeah. far into the distance, really, actually pretty close to your character. Um, didn't happen maybe a lot, they were but made I definitely of moths. Maybe they, those sconces were made of moths like a Kicked second. Yeah, a second <laughs> before. <laughs> Um, there you go. But my overall take on it Ants, is I perhaps. will probably end up not playing through Resident Evil 8. What? Um, what? So I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of the horror genre. And did you play you a chicken? Mike, I can't remember. I played like halfway through seven. Are you wow. a big? Are you a big fat chicken? No, Mike? actually, I kind of like <laughs> scary games. But seven, what? seven had this issue for me. And I think eight seems based on this demo to have it in spades. Uh, it's less scary and more just like really gross. Mm. Ah, okay. And I'm not, and that's, and that's like a subset of the horror genre. Like <clears throat> some of it is like scary. Some of it is jump scares and some of it is just like, how, how nasty can we get? Um, <laughs> I, I feel like seven was a good combo of all of that though. Yeah, personally, I, I, yeah. I found it just kind of like, uh, 
not not my cup of tea like aesthetically grandma was so scary and not gross yeah. unless you think old people are gross in which case you're ageist <laughs> and you need to reconsider no no grandma wow. <laughs> uh, oh, old people <laughs> oh, i'm not going to christmas yeah. mom but, but it's gonna be all like right I, I think there's been a move Ooh. in resident evil and probably rightfully so it, it kind of aligns more with like what modern horrors is kind of become of Zombies aren't really that scary anymore. Uh, a lumbering zombie coming mm. towards you isn't that spooky. But putting you in a house with a with a, a weird twisted family where like everything in the house is super gross and you're eating questionable meats and you stumble <laughs> into a basement that's just like gore everywhere. Um, that's sort of like the new aesthetic. And I'm I don't really love it. Um, I just kind of like, oh, this is this is kind of icky. Like it's not so- really scary. It's just kind of gross. I like so how you just fact- described the plot of Walking Dead season one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's really an episode did. in the Telltale games where that literally happens. Everything you just yeah, described. 100%. That's that crazy. is true. Um, so I got to say, you're right about the gross. And I played through all of Resident Evil 7 in VR. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I d- actually did it all on stream. Um, but uh, it man the gross is just a whole other level when it's like in your face i watched uh, you play in vr a lot yeah yeah it was it was it it made a real big impact on me because vr games do that they they have this like immersive visceral like you can't get distracted and check your phone like it's there's just something more immersive about it and like so i had the same feeling with half-life alex like i vividly remember playing both of those games more than I do most games because I'm just like a hundred percent present. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and it feel almost feels like I did it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It almost feels like something yeah. I did as opposed to something I played. Yeah. And, um, I really, really, really need them to announce a VR version of resident evil. 8. <laughs> I feel like, I, I feel like they have to be doing that. They have to I be. Can't, I cannot, I will be completely shocked if there's no VR mode for RE8. There has to be. Yeah. And, and so I, I admit like, we'll move on. You guys, some whatever else you think about this game that my my sort of take on it is purely aesthetic for me i i Mm. i have played seven it's immaculately well crafted it plays really really well it's a fun game it's just aesthetically it it like totally turns me off and i didn't find myself like with a drive to play it further and then playing that demo and being like okay cool like uh, three minutes in and i have to like walk through a hallway pushing my way like through like dead bodies with intestines falling out of them and stuff it's like this isn't like scary but it is like nasty so i guess if you're a dirty yeah. nasty boy david you're gonna love are this you game. not a dirty nasty but listen you've been sharing my your goodness. garbage opinions all episode how can you not be a dirty nasty boy look I, i'm just oh. i'm just not into the dirt nasty gross dungeon game and i prefer a sci-fi game where i can do something outside the missions besides like buy a new car and go to Bilbo shops. <laughs> you can go, you can go visit a sushi lady who does not sell sushi, a sushi vendor who has no sushi in her inventory though. In yeah. that game. Oh, dang. I gotta yeah. say, I, I'm kind of with Mike on this, like gore for wow. the sake of gore just mm. does nothing for me. You know, there needs to be a point mm. to it. I think it's like, in, it's, it's more of a scalpel than a yeah. club. If you use it in a precision way, you can create something really incredible, like a really yeah. intense experience. But if you're just kind of throwing gobs of flesh at the camera, especially yeah. in VR, <laughs> that does not sound appealing to me at all. Yeah, that's that's an excellent way to put it because because aesthetically I was turned off by seven. I saw the the you know trailer for eight and I was like, oh cool, vampires, werewolves. Like this looks really fun. I'm actually kind of excited about this game. 
And then I played the demo and I was like, mm, yeah, not for me. It's nasty. It's a nasty boy game. The vampires were not sparkly enough for Mike. No. Being <laughs> the, the big Twilight fan that he is. And the bare and... chested werewolves. <laughs> I could just kind of imagine myself burying myself in their chest and living there forever. I couldn't find it. It didn't <laughs> yeah, exist for me. Exactly. Either. It was just gross, bloody gore. You wouldn't have to change for me, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's oh, my man. take that Fed's no one's going to like. Team Jacob. Uh, Fed? <laughs> Fed's definitely on Team Jacob. My wife. My wife. Yeah. Please don't drag me into this like she did. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like David's very excited for RE8. Um I am so excited. Resident Evil I 7 is cool. my second favorite Resident Evil game of all time. Like I I love <laughs> what's funny is that my first favorite Resident Evil game of all time is Resident Evil 2 remake that came out mm. the year or two later. <laughs> nice. Um that, like I have a lot of nostalgia for the original few games, but yeah. these modern games are so good. And for me, gore doesn't bother me unless it's real gore. Like I cannot like if I'm in a if I'm at a funeral and there's an open casket, mm. I, that's not even gore, but I can't look at the casket. Like, yeah, but what about Al Gore, David? Ew. I can't look. Yeah, at I get that. It, man. I just I'm can't, with I just you, can't David. look at Gross. him. <laughs> no, but you're just throwing Al Gore at the camera all day. <laughs> no, I won't look. Count me out. I won't do it. So <laughs> real gore, I cannot stomach at all. I yeah. can't look at it. Sometimes for my job, people look up real gore for reference sure. and I'm like, dude, I'm not going to look at your screen. I'm sorry. Um, but, um, mm. I, but when it comes to fake movie gore, it doesn't bother me cause I know it's fake. I know how they made it. And, and it's just, it's just, my brain just doesn't flip that, mm -hmm. that switch. Um, and so, yeah. so anyway, I have no problem with it in resident evil and I cannot wait. Yeah, I don't love gobs of gore, but I, I feel like at least Resident Evil 7, um, they used it in a in a very atmosphere-building way. It wasn't... I didn't think it was just like, oh, there's just buckets of gore down this hall. Usually yeah. it was like to make you feel unsettled in a new area that you were coming into. Mm -hmm. um, and and I thought Resident Evil 7 was just masterful. No, like it's a great one of game. the yeah. absolute best of the series. So yeah, I just I'm I'm really happy to see them continuing along that path and hopefully this one is not like crazy jump the shark, you know, you have to wade through like, you know, hot tubs filled with livers <laughs> I, and stuff. But like <laughs> I hope at some point in the game like they they like decide to take it back to like RE5. And like Wesker just shows up and matrixes everybody <laughs> in a crate cutscene. Remember oh, when Resident Evil got oh really gosh. obsessed with the Matrix movies? It got so yes. weird. <laughs> like, oh. what would make our zombie horror oh. survival game so good? I know a good dose of the Matrix. <laughs> I want trench coats. I want sunglasses, and I want slow motion kung fu all up in this thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be incredible. I would almost love it so much if, if they just did it just to troll everyone. <laughs> like they just straight bring Wesker in and he's like, he's like doing bullet cam slow-mo back bends and stuff. <laughs> oh man, I would love that so much. Uh, Fed, so yeah. what do you come in on, on the uh, RE8? Are you excited? I'm sorry, guys. I don't do horror games. I'm such a scaredy cat. When David was calling oh, him a chicken, oh, he may as well have been pointing at me. Oh, uh, oh no. David, I will poke fun at Mike all day long because yeah. he has garbage opinions 
And, and he loves being poked. He's just a terrible. He's it. a terrible human being. But Fed, you're a wonderful human being, so I would never right. do such a thing to you. I just don't get any so. pleasure from horror films or horror games. You know, mm. it's it's like the victimization of maybe not good people, but certainly people who don't deserve whatever's happening to them. And the idea mm-hmm. of that person being me in VR is just the <laughs> ultimate. Yes. It's the epitome mm-hmm. of nope for me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I get that. So I guess you're you won't telling be too... Me, oh, go ahead. If, wait, wait, Fed. You're telling me that if a young couple, young teenagers, you know, snuck <laughs> off into a cabin and, you know, had premarital sex, I'll say it. I'll just say it. They don't deserve to be slashed to ribbons? Come on. <laughs> Come on, Fed. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here and say, no, they don't deserve that. Okay, all right. Well, you're right then. You're right. I absolutely you're agree. Right. Although, to be honest, the, the biggest mistake they made there was going to a cabin. Wait, what did you say, Fed? The big, the only mistake there they made was going to a cabin in the woods. You never go to a cabin. Right, in yeah, the that's woods. very true. Don't, yeah. just don't do it. I folks. agree. Just stay home. It's so much yeah. nicer at home. Oddly enough, yeah. one, <laughs> once in a while the mood will strike, and I will enjoy a horror game like uh, along the same scenario that Adam has just sort of uh, discussed. I really liked Until Dawn. Yeah, I don't mm. make no. Oh, that's yeah. full gore. There is a ton but, of gore. But then in that we game. did we did go play that demo for the inpatient in VR uh, at PSX, and I was oh, like, yeah. no, 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 not, not playing this. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get gross. So hey, so Fed, what I'm picking up is it seems like you're not going to be tuning in for my stream through of Resident Evil Eight. Then <laughs> is that is that what I'm getting here? I, I actively, when I, I saw you doing Resident mm. Evil Seven once, and I actively avoided you. I'm sorry, buddy. I love you, but I'm not going to tune in for that. I, I, don't worry. I'm only going to take it very personally, yeah. but otherwise I'll be fine. Just, just to, <laughs> I'm just to right, tempt so. you, though, and anyone else who listens, um, you might get mm-hmm. an amazing scream out of David watching him play. I, you got There was, there one, was one scream yes. from Resident Ooh, Evil it 7. It was worth it, David. It was worth it. It was a good one. It was, it was yeah. great. Yeah, it, so if, you know, I'm curious, what do you guys think? Now, I'm just a little, little side. Yeah, little, we're spitballing uh, now. You know stint mm-hmm. i'm going off on a little rabbit trail but the medium is out today as of thursday really the 28th cool. when we're recording this the medium's out on game pass yeah. and it makes me wish i had some kind of series console so i could play it because <laughs> it looks very good it looks very much like a silent hill game to me so well I'm, i was our very was own soak board. seven was in the chat earlier tonight talking to me while i was streaming phoenix rising mm-hmm. and he well, he played about five minutes of the medium and he just noped right on out of there not because it was scary mm. Uh, not because you couldn't take it, but because it has tank controls, apparently. Oh, um, oh okay. And the he said the facial animation is worse than uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, so, so That's bad. But, but you do have Troy Baker playing a big spooky monster. It's true. Well, that's true. That is true. That is a good tank point. But you have to get there I first. About that. That's a bold choice. <laughs> that's what Soak7 said. I haven't played it for myself. I will probably do. So once I finish Phoenix Rising, I'm planning on streaming the medium next. Mm-hmm. And I I will at least try it one stream. And if I hate it, I won't play it anymore. Sure. I, so. I haven't heard of it having tank controls, but I did hear of like it has that classic Resident Evil fixed camera issue where you walk around a corner and the camera angle changes and suddenly you're like disoriented for a second. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's just kind of when you choose a camera system like that, you, that comes with the territory, sure. unfortunately. But, um, you know, that that wouldn't bother me too much, I don't think. 
Okay. I'm, I'm interested in it for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. But I also don't think, I think it's only a timed exclusive because if you look at that studio, mm. uh, what is it, Bluebird team? Um, that studio has released all of their games. Even the ones that have been timed exclusives on one platform have come to everything eventually. So oh, okay. I think the medium will probably come uh, to other platforms, but I don't know. We'll see. If not, I'll probably get a Series X at some point regardless, mm. but... You know. Or you can get a Windows PC because every Xbox game is playable on PC. That's true. I could probably, I mean, we could probably play it on the PC we have. Yeah. It just wouldn't look as pretty as it could. Mm. Mm-hmm. So mm. we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, Resident Evil 7 coming on May 7th. 8th? Um, I thought it was 7th. No, no. Resident Evil 8. You said Resident Evil 7. Resident Evil 7's out. It's been Resident out. Resident Evil 8. We all finished it, except for me. <laughs> Resident Evil 8 or Resident Evil Village coming May 7th. Um, Cannot wait. Right before, not too long before my birthday. Mm. So that's good timing. That's yeah. good timing. Are you dropping a hint for, I'll be a 40 for everyone? I'll a 40-year-old man playing my Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> so will I, my friends. So will I. Yeah. <laughs> In case anyone's uh, wondering what to get him as a birthday present, I think there that's cool. Yeah, there wink, you go. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. N- Nudge, many, nudge, many nudge. copies. Sainable, sainable. <laughs> Nods as good as a wink to a blind bat. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, any closing thoughts on Resident Evil Village? Can't gentlemen? wait. Give me that VR version. Thanks. Never going to play it. It looks yucky. <laughs> too scared. Too gross. Too and nay, I too love yay. It. Yeah. There I think, we go. Uh, I think this is good. I think it's good. Uh, end of the show plugs for all. Mm. All right. Fed, super best fed. Where can people stay up to date on all things fed? Uh, as David mentioned, I am attempting to prove it's possible to be a parent of young children and a streamer at the same time, only with mixed results. <laughs> so you can catch me on Twitch at Feddy Gamer, which is all one word. F-E-D-D-Y Gamer. Nice. 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 Excellent. All right. And of course, you can keep up with us at sbfvgs.com. That's where you can find links to the episodes, the social media, the Twitch channel, the Discord, which you should definitely join and come chat with us. Um, and more. More than that, Ooh, actually. More. There's more. Yeah. If you I'm can very interested it. in the more uh, part. Yeah. That's the best part, really. <laughs> Great food pics on there, guys. Um, really good pictures of food. <laughs> if you like what we do and you want to see us doing more of it the best ways to support the show are patreon.com slash sbfvgs um of course twitch.tv slash sbfvgs uh leaving a delightful review on some kind of podcast service or telling a friend um and of course very special thanks to eric kruger for our podcast logo and for his handsome handsome face And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SBFVGS Podcast. I'm Barry White. Mike is Taco Douglas. David is David J. Tate. And Fed is Fed Gamer. And of course, he always has some kind of fun nickname, like, <laughs> you know, on, on Twitter. Like, I, feel, you, I feel like, Fed, you really go for it. You don't hold back mm, when it comes to the Twitter nicknames. You know, it's, I, it's just something I do on a whim. I, I like changing it all the time, but I never got more praise <laughs> than when I changed it to Toss a Fed to your Witcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I was a fan of that one. Uh, I am, yeah. I don't know what to, what's going on in the world that isn't harrowing and depressing. I don't know what to change it to. <laughs> oh man. What's the I so, guess anyway. a Fetty Punk, I guess I could change it to. That's the big thing, right? Yeah, that, yeah, there you go. 
Yeah. I would give it a solid three out of five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And that's all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 166. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to Fed for joining us. It was a, a blast was really to have fun. you on. It's a good time. It's been amazing, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we'll be back every two weeks with more fantastic gaming guests from around the world and other <laughs> talk on gaming. Hit us up with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. <gasps> Goodbye, everybody. Yay! Bye-bye! I, I sing, David. That's what I do. I sing. Super best fed video game sleepover. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.